0: sometimes Realize there is no way. You have tuned into Breaking the Mask of Depression. With your host, Diva with depression. Welcome to Breaking the Mask of Depression with me, the Diva with Depression. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope that you are staying safe and warm and cozy wherever you are at. Thank you for joining me today. I'm live from the bedroom again, y'all. You know how it goes, but I'm, I'm determined to try to push through and get some consistency going Uh, I have been testing out I want you to know you know bouncing around I'm really trying to see the best days that you know to release my podcast what days do you guys listen Um, if you want to shoot me an email or talk to me on any of my socials let me know you know what day do you listen to the show what time do you listen to the show if you like the show, <laughs> you know, all of those fun things, um, let let me know what you think. I, I don't just do this for me. I do it for everyone. And I'd like to make sure that as many people as possible are hearing my voice so that we can break the stigma and, and start healing some people. So um, let me know, okay? Today, in keeping with Women's History Month, and as a matter of fact, happy Women's Month to all of my ladies out there. Um, In keeping with Women's Month, last week I did PCOS, and so this week I decided to continue with the fun stuff. And we're going to talk about, dum-dum-dum, menopause. (laughs) So, you know, buckle up. Uh, Again, like I said, fellas, if you want to hang out and listen, it's always a good thing to learn. You are husbands, you are fathers, you are grandpas, you are friends, so it's nothing that is taboo, and it's always a good thing to learn a new thing. So hang out, y'all, and listen. So today I want to discuss what came first. Is it the depression or is it the menopause? And... Of course, you know with me, <laughs> depression came first, and you know menopause came later um, intensely. And I, of course, you know have family members and friends, and you know some of us have all gone through the journey together. And it it's not always a fun ride. So, uh, depression is actually connected to, like I said, PCOS and. To menopause and the surface is, is that you know it just makes you uncomfortable and it makes you sad that you know you're having hot flashes or your body's not the same or different things that happen so you know on the surface of course those things make you feel sad um, they make you you know angry sometimes embarrassed sometimes and those can lead to you know your mental health changing. I don't want to say declining because, you know, that that's the end of the world type of thing, but it it will change. You know, when you start to go through the change. And so typically menopause starts with women between the ages of 45 to 55. Now you have premenopause. Now with premenopause, it's just <laughs> the time period you know, right before you start, you know, before you start menopause, and, you know, you're still getting your period, and there's no real symptoms, Um, you may have a flash here and there, but you're not in full-blown menopause, so around 45 years old, <laughs> here we go, you know, women think that, you know, we, we love to think that, and, and we love to embrace the fact that when we get to 40, we're starting to really start coming into ourselves and becoming better selves. And it sucks that we hit 40 and this is what we have to go through. Like it's just a never ending shit show <laughs> with being a woman. So 45 is usually the starting age and You know, they have different stages. They have premenopause. They have perimenopause. And, you know, all of those different stages. But really, it's just perimenopause. Perimenopause is actually the name for what we just call straight menopause. And menopause, here's your Google fact, (laughs) y'all, is really it's just a change in the body, Um, You know, symptoms of hormonal changes, and it can last, you know, four years and lead into the, you know, the 12-year period um, until you hit 55 or beyond in some cases, but, you know, the journey usually is (laughs) about 10 to 15 years for most people, and As I said, um, technically perimenopause means that it's around the time of, you know, menopause starting to arrive and your hormones can change, but you still can become pregnant and you can still, it could last like four years. (sighs) Ain't that fucked up that, you know, like, what do you have to look forward to? Uh, You know, I'm sorry. I'm always, always, always the bad person. But, you know, this is what we have to look forward to and and so i i'm going to tell you my story as usual my joy started early um i started having um going into menopause early menopause i want to say after i had my baby my second baby so that that's around 31 years old and then um <clears throat> the hot flashes started and you know the the extreme fatigue started You know, I always thought, well, like I always tell you guys, with depression and some of the the physical um, issues that I have, I always attribute everything to that. So, you know, when I started getting the extreme fatigue and, you know, changes in my period and the cycle and all sorts of stuff, I said, okay, well, I just had a baby, I definitely am in the postpartum depression stage and you know my body is just reacting um it has you know there's seven years between my babies and so you know my body's just you know not it wasn't ready yet or some kind of crap like that you know everything to things that god damn it i cannot be going through menopause (laughs) at 31 years old but sure enough you know i around 31 it started and it was absolutely awful um i always i want to say i always had a problem but i was always one to sweat um you know at any time especially especially when i'm nervous or uncomfortable like i really really start to sweat and then i start sweating and then i get embarrassed and then you know it it, it just a little cycle starts um but so, the the sweating thing um, started to increase. And then, that's when I started to notice that, you know, the flashes started coming on. And I'm like, why am I, you know, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, so, of course, I always, because of the sweating, I always carry a towel or a washcloth, a dry washcloth. Now, I got to carry a fan everywhere. And, like... Really, I don't know if the pocketbook is big enough to have <laughs> have a fan everywhere, but I did. I, I had to start because, um, for for every one of you that is that is going through it, you you know what I mean. When those suckers come on, it's like you walked into an oven, and you're just standing there <laughs> in the middle of the oven. There's no breeze. There's no nothing. You know, you're just standing there on fire, and so. You know, when, when those things happen, you know, you're not always home. So if you're home, you can start ripping shit off. But if you're in public, that's not possible. So you have to carry a fan everywhere. And I did. I started carrying a fan every, every, everywhere I went. I went because I, I was either hot or sweating or something um, more embarrassing. So it was really, really, really an adjustment. And then, of course, night sweat started. And, you know, that's hell too. It's like you go to sleep and you, you're under the covers and you're cozy. And then all of a sudden something hits and you got to stick a foot out to get some air <laughs> or turn the fan on. And listen, I have a fan on 24-7. I will turn off the air conditioner and use my fan because it's more direct, you know, um, but yeah the the night and then you wake up and and your pillow is drenched your clothes are drenched and uh, it's just crazy um so those those are some signs you know the physical signs the hot flashes um the loss of libido you know if you have a partner um you know that can affect you um also with the night sweats and the hot flashes if you are do have someone sleeping with you, um, y'all need to get separate blankets, <laughs> you know, if possible. Maybe start out cuddling under the sheet, but listen, we gotta go to separate blank blankets afterwards because um when it when it's time to rip that shit off, it's time to rip the that blanket and just throw it somewhere. So, you know, I don't want you guys to um lose your relationships <laughs> over hot flashes and night sweats. But you know that is one the, those are two of the well-known and major major symptoms of menopause it's not all of it um and so you know premature menopause affects 1% of women 1% of women and when i say premature men- menopause i mean like like what i said i started at 31 um, I always seem to be the test dummy for shit, you know. Like, <laughs> I guess you know, the the God and the ancestors want me to be the test dummy and and you know go through shit for you guys. So, um, that's what that's what um, premature menopause is. And you know, I think that you should really start paying attention to yourself. I mean, of course, pay attention all along, but around 30, if you notice some of these changes, definitely mention them, mention them you know, when you go for your exams to your GYN, because you never know what's going on. <laughs> so, um, like I said, 1% of women do go through premature menopause and i was in that 1%. <laughs> so um but like i said the physical symptoms are the the hot flashes, the night sweats and you know weight gain in some cases ugh 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 you know so i i, I don't want to describe it as the worst thing that can happen, because I know that that scares some people, but it is uncomfortable. It really, really is uncomfortable. Um, to to you know be somewhere and you're all of a sudden on fire and um, you you got to get a fan and if you don't have a fan then you may pass out because all sorts of things are going on. So, um. <sighs> you'll get through it we we will get through it but um like I said the hot flashes the vaginal dryness the loss of libido those are some of the signs um your period can definitely start (sighs) messing around and you know you can miss it you can get it more than once a month and you know you have to be extra extra careful because you know you can become pregnant because everything is so sporadic and unstable. You don't know when, you know, you're you're in that zone. So of course, pay attention. I always say, I always tell you guys, pay attention to your body because you know your body. You know what's normal and you know what's off. So, some of the things that will trigger premature menopause it could be genetics, and hmm, I don't remember. I don't know if the women in my family started early. I don't think that I ever paid attention. I I do remember, you know, what happened after forty-five or so. You know how they would react, but I don't think. I don't know that anybody but me, and my, you know, immediate family, um, went through premenopause. So it could be genetics, it could be an infection of some sort that can trigger it, it could be unhealthy habits, (laughs) you know, of course, your diet and different things like that. Um, It could be an autoimmune disease, you could have lupus or, you know, one of those type of autoimmune diseases that will trigger early menopause because your body is already going through chaos, you know, if you know people with some of these autoimmune diseases, your body is already, you know, going through shit. So that can trigger the, that can trigger the premature menopause. In most cases, like I said, it's 1%. In most cases, 45 is when it starts. And just because, <laughs> you know, it says 45, it could be 46 It could be 47. It could be 45 when you start having hot flashes. But you could be 47 when you start, you know, skipping periods. And, you know, you can go to 50 without having any symptoms. You know, it's rare. It's very rare that you can go to that age. But, you know, there's no timetable. It's really just before... It's for 45 and, and above that you should start paying attention. So, one million women are going through menopause right now. <sighs> one million of us. That's why we're so damn angry, y'all. <laughs> you walk down the street. You ever walk down the street and you may say good morning to a woman and she just like, you know, gives you just look like, fuck you. That's because... She's one of the one million women going through menopause, and she really don't have no time for your shit. We don't, we, we don't have time to talk to you. We're too busy sweating. We're too busy trying to figure out if we got a period or not. We're too busy, you know, fanning. It, it, we don't have time. We don't have time. Like you know, call me later. I, I don't have time to talk. <laughs> you know, so, um, but I, that is really, really a good reason. a good thing reason, um, to that that some women are so. Just tired and off and and they don't want to talk when you think about all of the things that a woman goes through internally <laughs> just internally on a daily basis, you'd be pissed off too, so you know don't don't hold don't hold it against them because their body's a the furnace right now, <laughs> and so um um one million experience it every year. And then as per the National Institute on Aging, y'all know I always, always give y'all Google facts, um, there's no real knowledge about what triggers it and, and what menopause is. They have no, no, no idea, you know? <laughs> and so just like we discussed last week with the PCOS, like, nobody ever knows what the fuck is going on. Like, we have all of these things and... You know, like I share with you guys about the chronic fatigue syndrome. It took six months for them to say, oh, that's what it is. In the meantime, I'm just falling the fuck apart, you know, and just completely miserable. But it's like we don't have, we don't know what, you know, causes it. We don't have exact symptoms. So they're saying that the National Institute for Aging is saying they don't know what triggers definitely triggers menopause they don't know they don't know why (laughs) you know it just happens and we just have to suffer you know and and it's just not fair it's just not fair they never know so as with the PCOS and I know that I keep referencing the PCOS go listen to last week's episode because it really really was informative And you know You need to listen Um, But um, As with PCOS The symptoms can be Crossover I mean some of this shit crosses over More than Justin Timberlake Y'all How the hell do we know what we're going through You know And that's what brings me to the next thing PCOS premenopause menopause all affect your mental health because like i said you're you're miserable <laughs> you're tired um you could start having irritability um everything just pisses you off you could have mood swings you know one minute everything is fine and then the next minute you're just you just you're crying or you're angry or you just don't know how you're feeling, but you know that you're not feeling all that great. And so it's it's difficult to know whether the menopause or the premenopause or those things are triggering your depression or if they're... Um, starting your depression And it's it's just hard to tell You know you just Again have to pay attention Knowledge is everything You know read up And I always tell everybody And this is something that I started doing um, After my breakdown And taking all these medications I write everything down You know so When I go to the doctor I have the list of everything That's going on with me So that I will be able to tell them stuff and you know (laughs) of course i'm forgetful so i have to write everything down um but getting back to some of the symptoms the the crazy symptoms and when i say crazy i mean that they're not common symptoms you can have the achy joints you know you can have the bloating your hair can start to fall out dizziness will happen more um your tongue starts burning like I hate to tell you guys these things because it's really awful um your brittle fingernails I have that my fingernails used to always just grow so long and they still do but then they break at a certain point um and so you know when you get like the aching joints you may think that it's arthritis or an injury or of some sort but it's not. It it could be the menopause. Um, you could start to retain water. Um, yeah, that's a bitch too. Um, <laughs> you know, your, your estrogen, your hormone, all that shit is just flipping around and you just don't know what to do. So, does menopause cause depression? Yes, it definitely can. And it, it, it's a fact. It's a fact. Millions of one million women can tell you that it does cause depression. Does it also fuck with the people that are already struggling with depression and mental illness? Hell yeah, it does. It intensifies it. And I'm gonna. I'm telling you for myself that it is brutal you know um when all of you you have to deal with the the normal um changes in your body and your mind and then they intensify the already um just brutal mental illness and depression that you're going through so this the, the The sad part is, is that yes, yes, it can definitely, definitely start to affect those different things. And so, you know, when you have depression on one side and menopause on the other side, usually the common joint symptoms are the energy, like I said, the energy, the weight change, the concentration oh my god <laughs> it's just fucking horrible you can't remember nothing um and in the sleep oh yes the sleep um insomnia rate you know starts to increase at this point um you know the heightened anxiety everything not everything but you know things you'll notice that things that didn't bother you before bother you now um the energy like i said um it all of these things can happen but they're also common symptoms with depression and again it's hard to recognize it but if you know you know going out the gate <laughs> you know what can happen then you know what to pay attention to and what to talk to your doctor about and you know The falling estrogen levels and the progesterone levels, those trigger the mood swings. And you can't, like I said, you can't handle things that normally rolled off your back before. Um, the hormonal dips can set off major depressive episodes, you know, and it it might not even be long-term. It could be, you could be bad for a week, a month, six months, but you know, you're not going into years like some of us. Um. And it, it's just, it's just, like I said, it's unknown. No one knows why um, it triggers it so severely. But, you know, of course, you know that when you start messing with the hormones and the progesterone levels and, and all of those fun things, you, you, can, you are going to experience the changes. And the drop... The same hormones that control your menstrual cycle also influence serotonin. And that's the the feeling chemical that we produce. So if the hormone levels drop, then the serotonin levels also fall. And that would um, contribute to the irritability, the anxiety, and the sadness. And I'm just going to let you all know that some of this stuff I have been, you know, I have known for years, and some of it, I have researched for you guys, so, um, you know, I'm just not blowing smoke up your ass, (laughs) these are, you know, the actual things that are, that are going on, so, you know, I don't know, from what I've read, from what I've talked about, um, through the years, I don't, I don't know if there's any one thing that can fix it, you know, there are so many things that can, alleviate, you know, alleviate some of your pain and some of your symptoms, but I don't know if there's any one thing that can fix it. One of the main, you know, things that you always hear is about the hormone replacement therapy, the HRT, and I used to hear about this all the time, and I never really thought about it, but it's, it's used to try to restore the diminished hormone levels. It sort of tries to bring back the levels and relieve the symptoms that you know are already imbalanced and There are different types of human re- the hormone replacement therapy. You have implants. You have pills and tablets You have vaginal rings and creams, and you have some sprays and gels um, and I know that you, you know you go into the the drugstore and different stores, and you will see you know some of the creams that they say help you know, are HRT related. Um, and you know, listen, for some people it works. Um, some people it, it's not working. Um, it's, it's a personalized treatment. So it's what works for me might not work for you. Um, and you know, you just have to combine it with lifestyle changes and doctor's appointments and, you know, different things like that. Um, people with the different types of cancers, like the breast cancer, ovarian, endometrius, they can't, they can't participate in HRT. Um, people with blood clots, they can't, um, have HRT treatments and because it causes, it causes more craziness, you know, um so make sure that you talk to your doctor about if you know if this is something that's a suggestion, make sure that it's something that you can live with you can do um to help you um but safely, you know because like I said, not everybody can take it, and so some of the i wanna quickly tell you some of the trigger foods for menopause and um the <laughs> first on the list is my crack which is coffee i y'all i love coffee i love coffee <laughs> you know and i know that how my body reacted at 21 drinking coffee and how it reacts now drinking coffee i already know that i know this is a problem but you know it's it's something that i've been doing forever and it's hard to stop <laughs> you know spicy foods now, I don't eat spicy foods because they do affect my stomach, but spicy foods can trigger trigger you know um the menopausal symptoms and and the mood swings and different things like that. You never think that's it you know it could but it it does alcohol um well, you know alcohol affects everything, you know um. And, of course, in excess, you know, alcohol is a problem. But, yes, it does. The The alcohol also intensifies the triggers. So, pay attention to those things, guys. I mean, if we have to go to decaf, we can go to decaf. Uh, <laughs> um, some of the, the home remedies, the holistic remedies, and uh, black cohosh is one of the Ones that I've heard for years. And I I do know that a lot of people say that it helps with the hot flashes. Um, ginseng, blackstrap molasses, <laughs> vitamin E, flaxseed. I also do know a lot of people that said flaxseed helps. I actually have baked with flaxseed in the past couple of years because, you know, I have orders from vegans and vegetarians. Um, so it is a good replacement and um the vitamin E, I, I think vitamin E is good for everything um along with like vitamin D you know those are always helpful for you but the black cohosh if you are going through this right now look into it because i know for a fact that i have spoken to so many people that said that it can help with the at least with the hot flashes and the night sweats and You know, if it could help with that, then that's, that's a big thing off your shoulder. So, um, what's next? (laughs) You know, when it comes to the depression and the menopause and the crossover, SSRIs are usually the most common drugs that they're going to treat you with for hot flashes. Um, Lex, Lexapro, Selexa. those are the things that the doctor may prescribe for you to help with your symptoms. Um, I can tell you that that those medications have side effects, and the side effects are pretty shitty sometimes, so you just never know. Um, You'll be sweating one minute, crying the next minute, Uh, you'll have dry mouth, the shakes... (laughs) <laughs> but your hormones and your hot flashes will be okay. But you'll be shaking in the corner, and your mouth is dry. You can't even talk. You have to take the good with the bad. But those those are the type of drugs that they will give you to help with some of the symptoms that you're going through. You know, to make sure that your menopause doesn't cross over into a full blown depressive episode. And control your anxiety. And control your mood swings. So. Those are the. Those are the. Facts. <laughs> those are the good things. Those are the bad things. I hope that you know you wrote some of the things down. I can tell you that. For me personally. I don't think that anything has ever helped my hot flashes. Um, I've never since I started having them. They've never decreased um, at any time. And like I said, I've taken the Lexapro and con- you know, in, in conjunction with other depression medications. And I don't remember that the hot flashes ever um, decreased for me. I, like I told you guys, I have fans everywhere. Um, now, the natural things, the black cohosh and, and things, I've never tried those. So I can't tell you if those really work or not. And (laughs) really, it's not because I've heard anything bad. It's just that I already take so much shit. You know, like, just this evening, I I, I have to take five pills in the evening just to go to bed. So when you start adding the vitamins to it and, you know, the painkillers and the different things like that. So, um that's that's the only reason why I have not really gotten into taking the natural, natural remedies so read about them you know look them up um and like I said you may have to give up some stuff <laughs> you know give up the coffee um give up the McDonald's coke which is also my crack uh, that I that I have to stop having um but you know those are the things it's it's what it is is a catch twenty two because you have to give up things that make you feel better um <laughs> but they're bad for you um so maybe you can reduce your intake. I know that one of my friends went from caffeinated to decaffeinated coffee just so she can have the taste of the coffee. I tried that. I'd rather go without nothing because I do not like decaf coffee. Um, If you want to reduce the spicy foods, maybe less um, cayenne pepper or whatever. And you want to hear the crazy shit? Cayenne pepper is supposed to be healthy and help with weight gain and different things like that. But the spice is bad for you or it can trigger, (laughs) you know, hot flashes and menopausal episodes. So we can't get a break y'all we can't get a break but just always 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 talk to your doctor Um, if you get to your primary care doctor first make sure that you have your list of symptoms so they can tell you if that's something that they can fix or you have to go to a GYN and I will tell you like I said last week I had been going to GYNs and I had been going to um, my primary care physician, and nobody knew why my periods were so horrible. No one could figure out why, you know, <laughs> I was I was bleeding so much and different things like that. Until I went to a, I I consider him to be a specialized gyn, and he immediately when I gave him my list of symptoms, he immediately knew. That the PCOS was involved. And that then he would have to check for. You know cyst and different things like that. So. Don't take no for an answer. And. Just. Keep your list. And keep fighting. Don't listen to what anybody says. You know your body. You know when it's off. You know when. It's acting the fuck up. (laughs) Don't, Don't listen to them. So. I want to thank you for listening to me ramble today. Um, I know that these type of episodes might not be the most exciting, (laughs) but I think that they're helpful because it shows you that there are so many different components to mental illness and mental health. And it comes from everywhere, you know, and like I said, genetics can start it off. But situational, can you can pick it up. Um Environmental, you know. So there are so many things that feed into the mental health and the mental illness space that we have to share these things because you, you don't know until somebody tells you. And even if you don't understand anything that I'm saying right now, I should hope that, you know, you grabbed a cold word here or there. Um, take some notes and then if if you feel like you're struggling, then tell your doctor, okay? So thank you again for listening. Thank you for all of your support. If you guys don't already do this, follow me everywhere. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. I'm pretty active. I'm, I'm majorly active, I want to say, on Instagram and Twitter now. So if you ever want to reach out, Um, visit me at divawithdepression.com. you can go there and you can start listening (laughs) you can read some of my blogs you can oh I always tell you guys there are loads of resources on my website so you know you can go there and and get some tips and get doctors listings and different things like that Um, but please please listen and share um, if you know someone that will benefit from any of my episodes, please share. Um, let me know what you think. You know, I love feedback. I love to know, you know, like I asked you in the beginning, what day is best for you or what time is best for you. Those things are important. Are important. And I want to honestly say that I did not know how, much, how important they were until recently when I started to branch out and talk to different people. Um, but we do do this for the people. And so your input counts. So I will always appreciate the feedback. Thank you, as always, to Illumination Media and Technology. Go follow them on all their socials, too. Thank you, guys. I want you to stay well. I want you to find a little bit of peace. Um, And also remember that you're a superhero. No matter what you do, you are a superhero. Thank you and stay safe and well. Bye. Realize that.